Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in. Hi. Bonjour. Here we are. Hello. Konnichiwa. Hello. Ciao. Aloha. Das vidanya. <laughs> Ni hao. <laughs> shit, shit. <laughs> now you're just making stuff up. No, that's thank you in Mandarin. That's We're not you. saying thank you. Well, I didn't We're know anything else. I did not know anything else. I could not think of it. Hey, that was pretty good. That was probably six or seven. At least. We good are job. culture. Whoa, we are so linguistic. Very good. Mm. Well, that was fun. You have a weekly update for us? It has been a week at our house. Has so it? let's see. Ooh. Last time I what? Chicken update. Last time I saw you, did I tell mm-hmm. you anything about the chickens last time I saw you? I don't remember. Mm. Last time we recorded? I don't remember. Yeah, I think we mentioned. Okay. Yeah, we did because we mentioned my chicken yes. issues. Yes. So yes, you well, got baby chicks. You better tell our listeners oh, the, about the your good news. About, the good news. The, the good, good news. The and then I'll news. tell you about my chickens. You tell us about yours and I'll tell you okay. about mine. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, well, yeah, we'll start with the good, I guess. Mm-hmm. So good news is... We have been the adoptive family for two of your chickens Mm -hmm. since the fall because Mm -hmm. all of your other chickens met an untimely ending. It was very sad. And these are the only two survivors. Mm -hmm. So they came to live with our three chickens and have kind of been slacking, (laughs) to be honest. It took them a really long time to start laying eggs. They've been freeloaders. They really have been. I've tried to be very patient. Mm -hmm. And one of them finally started laying the most beautiful green what what is, is she an olive she's egg? An olive egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so there you go. The most beautiful olive green eggs, and she's been doing that for about a month, maybe a little over a month. Oh. And then my one slacking chicken that we've had forever finally started laying eggs again. So all it left was your other chicken, the most regal looking, beautiful chicken who has not been earning her keep. Mm-hmm. She's just strutting around. Merryweather. Yeah, Merryweather. She's so beautiful. It's mm-hmm. the only reason we didn't eat her before now. <laughs> she is so beautiful. And you came over the other day and picked her up and she just sat there in your arms and you pet her and you mm-hmm. talked to her and she looked like a cat in her owner's lap. It, it was, was really hilarious. Really something to behold. I've never seen her do that before. Really, she missed you. I missed her. And then you left... And not even one hour later, that chicken laid an egg. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. It was the weirdest thing ever. It was a happy egg. It, Did I, you eat it? It was probably the best one she's ever laid. <laughs> yes. Probably it, double yolk. Happy, happy properties. All of us were happy for eating that happy little egg. Yeah, it was a beautiful, large, white egg. Mm. And Wait, white? She doesn't lay white. Yes, she does. Yes, she no. does. She lays <gasps> white eggs. Oh, Oh, Megan, this is, oh, plot twist. What? She does not lay white eggs. Then I have a chicken laying two eggs a day, and we don't have any other eggs that look like this one. She lays a brown egg. No. <gasps> it's white. Oh, this is bizarre. Is it? I don't know. Okay, they, you better show me when we go upstairs. Oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. weird. Hmm. It's big. Oh. It's big. It's the same size as bingos, if not maybe a little bigger. Okay. And it's white. And... Uh, Sasuke and Sweet D, the Polish hens, they lay kind of cream-colored eggs, and they're smaller. And then Hypatia lays the most pathetic little, like, oh, yeah, she lays really funny eggs. Yeah, they're teeny tiny. I mean, little. I want to see a yolk. I want to see the yolk of that one. That's it's probably just, really the, everything's teeny tiny. That's hilarious. But she's the cutest, most pathetic-looking chicken. That's we so funny. keep her on little feather pants. So we funny. love her. But yeah, it, we've never seen an egg like this before. And I'm pretty sure it's her that's laying them because I don't know where else it's coming and from. And they've happened every day now? Yeah. Well, <gasps> most days. Almost every single day. Like I six am, out of seven days. I am truly perplexed. Though it's only been like a week and a half. So there you go. I am intrigued. Maybe it's the squirrels who also freeload and eat the chicken food. Oh, jerks. <laughs> I hate those guys. Except I like our Bruce. We have a Bruce, our squirrel, the backyard. He's yeah, nice. I love that you've named yours. Yeah, Bruce is nice. Okay, so that's, that's our happy crazy. chicken story. I will show you the egg, but I feel, well, not the egg because we already ate that one, but mm. <laughs> there are more of them. And I feel pretty confident that your okay. Meriwether is laying eggs. But I wonder if the trauma or losing her comb has ah. anything to do with it. I'll have a talk with her tomorrow. I'm going to get the details. I look forward what to what happened to that. She and I had a good heart to heart last time. You, so. you really did. I'll ask. Her. Okay, so okay. update us on your chicken situation. 
Yeah, I, I guess I'm going to say it here first because I actually haven't even updated my husband because we've been ships in the night. But um, got 14 chicks, okay? Got the original 14 chicks. Two of every single chicken that laid. So we were going to have two of every single egg color, which is going to be really great. Yeah. Um, Three of them died. I had two olive eggers and... um. And one lavender orphanton die. And the lavender was my oh, daughter's. And yes. she was devastated, obviously. That was, that was such a pretty little chick. It was a darling little oh. chick. It was Meriwether's cousin. They're the same breed. Oh. So I was really excited about her because she's going to lay great eggs. But anyways, uh. I went and got a, a few more last week to replace them, mm-hmm. to replace the three. Well, I woke up this morning and one had died. It was very unusual. And mm. it's it's not, it's just kind of par for the course. It just happens. Is it? Did you it talk does. to the people I at the did. IFA store uh-huh. about this? What did, did they say? They didn't say anything. They were like, no one else has reported, but it's been the same breed, the olive acres. It's been the olive acres, which is really weird. Oh. So um they didn't they weren't very sympathetic, but whatever. Um <laughs> so, they're like they knew that these are your pets, essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and frankly, a little there was a little part of me that was like, oh, Maybe we just manhandled them too hard. Maybe we're like loving them too much. Maybe they just got a little virus because they they don't have good immune systems. Yeah. So anyway, so one passed away today. Well, conveniently, I had to go back to IFA today to get the my daughter's replacement chip. Mm. So while I was there, I was like, oh, well, here, here's a few others. Why don't you throw in a few more? Didn't even keep track. Well, the limit you can have in Salt Lake County is 15. And I got home and counted. I have 16. So the point of this is when the Ooh. when the inspector comes, Are you, you will have to over? you will have to hold one of my chickens <laughs> yeah. while she inspects the other area because you only have fifteen. Right in the city of Salt Lake, you mm-hmm. have to have an inspector come out mm-hmm. from Animal Control and yeah. give you a permit yes. to have chickens, and they look at your yes. coop and which I did not do last time. We no, had you them did illegally. Not. I didn't know that was yes, a thing. yes, you did until my yeah. husband pointed it out. Yeah, so I'm going to do it right this time. So anyways, so that's that. Mm-hmm. Now, another well, another interesting thing is they've started flying. They just grew their wings. My my babies just grew their wings. Aww, so um, a milestone. It is pretty fun for them. So <laughs> now, maybe for them. So now when we all, you know, we'll like go come down in the morning and they'll all be sitting on the rim of our little, their little thing. And those little ding-dongs, because they have their bum hanging outside, they'll just be like a ring of poop all around the coop. It annoys me because I've been cleaning so much. And it's like, come on, ladies. But it's not warm enough because winter's been delayed. It's not warm enough to put them outside yet. Right. So I'm kind of in this little pickle of like, they really need to go outside in the next few weeks. Yeah. But I can't put them out yet because it's still so cold. What did you decide to do for the coop situation? I got to figure that out tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I got to figure it out tomorrow. I have two options. I need to go pick it up. But the problem is it's like three hours away. I don't want to drive three hours to pick it up. So anyways, I got to figure that out tomorrow. That's yeah. on my list of things to do. Three hours one way. So it'd be No, a... round trip. Oh. Round trip. But still, Megan, that's still far. Not that that's not, not that in the bad. boonies. For a nice chicken coop that will fit all of the well, chickens that are pooping nice. on your floor. I don't know. Huh. It's nice. I know I got to figure it out. So there's lots to do, but the chicks are doing well. I named my, I forgot what I named my other two. I thought of a really clever name, but I forgot what it was. But the two that I have pegged to be my own for sure are Annie and Agnes. Do you oh. know where those names are from? From Despicable Me. No, no, but those wait, are Agnes. Cute. But no, I don't Agnes know where Annie's is, from. Yeah. Agnes is from Despicable Me. No, Annie and Agnes are the two ladies from ABBA. Oh, that's the two right. women singers from ABBA. So that's I named my right. two Annie and Agnes. Oh, and that's then I think the other ones were Barb, right and Barb and Bonnie. Barb and Bonnie. I kind of like old. I kind of like mature names <laughs> for kind of like mature names for my chickens. I think yeah. they're kind of fun. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so that's where we are with the chicks. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know. I got to pick up the coop tomorrow, but then we're in a little bit of a rush tomorrow because you bullied me into running the marathon. Not, I, let me clarify, dear listeners. <laughs> I sent Amanda a text message about a marathon and half marathon mm-hmm. that are taking place in our neighborhood. We ran this race last year mm-hmm. and it was, how did, how did you describe it, Amanda? It was the worst race I've ever run <laughs> It was raining the entire time, no, but it was like not off just and raining, on. It was like snowing. snowing and sleet and hail. Yeah, that's why I said it was raining the entire time, but then it was like off and on hail, snow, <laughs> hail, snow, fire, Rain. fire, stone, <laughs> snow. <laughs> just like that. And like I had just gotten back from a trip. 
I think we talked about on the podcast and I had just like eaten a ton of craft food. Do you remember? That's right. And yes. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, I forgot about legs. That. Yeah. You were, you were not mentally, emotionally, maybe even physically no. prepared. Not even spiritually fi- wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> my spirit was not with my body. Right. We crossed that finish line and you were unhappy. No. You were unwell. No, I was not. A, <laughs> I was not a good camper. Well, you did great. You did great. Yeah. And honestly, we still PR'd. By the hair of my chin. <laughs> you have no hair on your chin. That's because I shave every day. <laughs> but so, anyways. Okay. So we drive through our neighborhood to take our kids to school. And earlier this week, taking my kids to school one morning, I saw all of the signs and the orange cones were out getting ready to block the roads and warning everyone that, hey, you can't drive on these roads on Saturday. And I texted you that morning and said, oh, my FOMO is real missing this race. And I truthfully expected you to respond in some way, shape or form that saying, it's okay to miss this race. We've got a lot on our docket. Remember last we really year do. when we ran too many races, according to you. And so it's okay to sit this one out. We'll get to sleep in. We'll be warmer. It'll be fine. We'll be warmer. That is literally sounds so nice. Except that is not the text that came through on my phone. Your response said, We'll register on Friday. <laughs> I, I almost dropped my phone. What? Okay. Easter miracle. Spring I wasn't has complaining. Arrived. And honestly, when you sent me that text, I the my mouth probably went. <laughs> You're I'm so excited. Because uh, you know me, I love to push. I love to you to do. push and I have to step back and remind myself it's okay it's okay to not do everything it's okay yeah. for someone to say no and I should so let funny. them say no and I was mentally and emotionally and physically and spiritually prepared <laughs> for you to say no and you didn't you are so funny <laughs> I just feel like it's our territory Megan I'm not gonna let someone else run through the territory that we have peed all over <laughs> this is our place it literally goes right around our street. It's we, all of our running routes. We can walk to the start line. Oh, that's so like, wonderful. It just yeah. seems like it would be wrong, frankly, to watch be. everyone else except for us out there. In a state where we have to wake up at three in the morning mm-hmm. to catch a bus, mm-hmm. to drive us up a mountain, to drop us off and sit and wait in the cold at the top of a mountain for another hour and a half for them to start the race. Yeah. Like just to wake up and walk to, oh, I'm I know. so excited. And it's not supposed to rain. It's raining today, it's raining right now. but it will not be raining tomorrow morning. So running, it's so great. Mm. It's so great. But one of these days, when we get to the split off for the half and the full, oh my we God. are going to, I'm going to grab your head. I'm going to force us to go down the full and we're holding just, hands and we're just going to be like, you know <laughs> I hope what? that photographer's ready. <laughs> and she's like, what am I watching here? It's like, we don't even know ourselves, but we'll see you at the finish line of the yeah. full marathon. Yeah. It's just going to, yeah, it's funny. I mean, then I, I like running because I really enjoy having a goal. Phys- I was just talking to someone about this yesterday. It is so nice to have a physical goal to work towards. Yeah. The thing that would sell me like for the rest of my life is if it could always start at 8 a.m. Uh. It's the waking up early and the angst. If I could wake up on my own and just like meander over to the start line, that would be a dream come true. Because for me, it's, I don't sleep very well yeah. the night before. It's waking up early. It's like kind of just the angst of, well, of the race. Are you used to it yet? Because I'm not quite. No. I still get the butterflies. Well, let's think about that a little bit. The race is chip timed. So your time doesn't start officially until you cross the starting line. Mm-hmm. So if you time it right, you know, they're going to open certain roads by certain times. Mm-hmm. If you time it right, you could wait to start the race until That's 7.30. But then, see, but then the FOMO, the competitor in me won't allow that, right? The FOMO is like, mm-hmm. everyone's going. I better go. Like, you know, yeah, it, yeah. you know how I am. I'm weird that way. Uh, it's not weird. I do know how you are. Yeah, it's very, it's weird. <laughs> it's not weird. I don't, yeah. yeah, I agree. The waking up early is a bummer. I don't understand why we have to do that in April in Utah. It's mm-hmm. not, in the summer, it makes sense, right? Because you don't want to be running when it's 90 degrees yes. outside at 8 a.m. Yeah, and it's different in the summer, too, because the sun is up at 6 a.m. Right. But now it's still kind of dark. It's not dark. I think last year year it was kind of dark when we started walking up toward the starting line. Yep. So. Yep. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot to return and report on. Running. We'll let you know how many tears there were from me. 
at the end of the race. <laughs> Man, there won't be any because you are uh, not fresh off the continent or whatever. You're, you're right. My you're, my belly is not full of baguette, French bread croissant, and cheese. Croissant. Croissant. Did you? Wasn't it yeah. you shared that? Croissant. I ordered a chocolate croissant. <laughs> and she was like, a what? Croissant. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good deal. That's uh, funny. That's okay. why I'll share that. Okay. Right. Anyways. So. But we are, we're talking about running today. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about running today. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes you just got to run. All right. So we're talking about. The topic of running away mm-hmm. as a kid, right? I think we should specify all of these stories are very lighthearted childhood memories of totally. running away. Totally. We are not going to get into the like Amber Alert missing child thing. Nor should we. No. That's very too unqualified. Scary. Too scary. Right. So today is lighthearted. Yep. And honestly, Amanda, don't you think that threatening to leave home is kind of a rite of passage for most young kids? Yeah, yeah, I do. My kids haven't threatened that yet, but I'm sure they will. Hmm. Have yours? Uh, yes. Oh. I had one who have, still have him. Oh. Who has a flair for dramatics, who has threatened (laughs) it multiple times. Okay, good to know. But never made good on it. Hmm. At least not yet. Okay, so, very good. But as a kid, if you aren't getting your way, you typically like to blackmail your parents with running away. That's pretty much child logic 101. There's really no other way that they can rebel, right? Mm-hmm. You always hear kids are like, I'm going to hold my breath. And like, people always say that. And it's like, I have never, ever seen a kid do that. I haven't either, but my husband has. But, you know, he but sees he an abnormal number. Yeah, he sees an abnormal number of children more than like we see on yeah. a day-to-day basis. Frankly, I would love if my kids did that because then I could, while they're passed out, pick them up and go put them in their bed and right? they wake up and be like, do you feel better now? And the screaming would stop. You're in your bed. You're so cozy. <laughs> Bye night. Nothing happened. <laughs> you were happy. <laughs> oh, anyway. Okay, but uh, for most kids who make the initial threat of running away, the reality is they don't typically make good on it, right? Right. No, the reality of going out into the real world without mom and dad sets in and they're content to just curl up in a hiding place in their own house for a few hours. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't apply though to every kid, as was proven through our very official Mm -hmm. Instagram poll. Mm -hmm. We asked the listeners if they ever made good on this childhood threat and if they ever ran away from home. And 63% said, no, they haven't. And 37% said, yes, they have. Hmm. Megan, I don't believe it. I think that their 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 memories are tricking them. Really? Yes. Well, when you read those numbers, were you surprised? Yes, I thought it was going to be flipped. Why? I Because I ran away as a child, so therefore everyone else must have <laughs> ran away as a child. <laughs> I just assumed that the majority of us have ran away. Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, I thought the percentage of kids who had run away would also be higher. Mm. My mom ran away from home multiple times as a kid. I tried it once. Mm-hmm. And again, it's probably a matter of time before my own kids just get mad enough yeah. to follow in our family tradition. Yeah. It, it is basically a tradition. You know, the boxcar children started it and we will finish it. Absolutely. Just how it goes. What a great series. Mm-hmm. And a few of our listeners shared that they also thought about running away, but weren't sure if they ever made it quite out the door. Okay. So okay. one listener says, I guess I remember the act of threatening it and packing a bag and going down the street to play and coming back home. Hmm. That basically sounds like a play date. We had a play date. <laughs> Mom, I'm running away. <laughs> hey, be home by five. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's the way to do it. That's very funny. Well, another one says, I only vaguely remember running away and probably mostly because of my mom's stories. But one time when I was around three or four, I decided to run away to Africa, which apparently was under a large patterned scarf that I draped between the bar stools. Oh. I guess I stayed there for at least an hour playing before I came home. What a cultured child. Very much so. Well, cultured and imaginative to just go under the bar stools. I would at least take an outside under a tree, but man, (laughs) don't need to go far to have an imagination, friend. That is probably of all of our stories, that is the least stressed mother. Totally. That mother's (laughs) like, oh, running away is lovely. Have a good journey. Where would you like to run away to next? (laughs) (laughs) What's on your itinerary? Okay, Amanda. Yeah. Did you ever run away from home. Mm-hmm. I, we already know the answer to this question mm-hmm. because you admitted it as much. But can you tell us a little bit about your running away experiences? My jaunts. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think to, I was going to say to be clear, but I don't think that makes sense. 
when kids run away, I think it's to get attention. Mm. And is that why you ran away? I ran away to get attention and also because I didn't get what I wanted. Mm. I was not a very content child. I know that. I see that. I like see that in retrospect. Sometimes I recognize that still in myself. But a good example is, you know, for the first 15 years of my life, I was relentless about wanting a dog. Mm. I would pester my fam- my parents all the time. And I will never forget the day that I like told my dad, I really want a dog. Like I, I want a dog. I will take care of it. And my dad was like, no, we're not getting a dog. No. And so I pulled a fast one and I called him on the phone at his work. And I said, listen, with God, all things are possible. And I would like a dog. <laughs> I've been praying about it. I want a dog. And he came on with a guinea pig. And that was a real, <laughs> that was a real slap in the face. <laughs> but I love that princess till the day she died. Anyways, but the point is, I want a dog. I was relentless. And um, so <laughs> sorry, what? Rewind. The yeah. guinea pig's name was Princess. <laughs> Because I wasn't, but I was like, Megan, who's creative? I love it. At like age six, right? It was a terrible name. Terrible. Like, it's very cute. That's like when someone. It's something like, my daughter would name an animal. Well, it's totally. Yeah, it's like it's a fine. kid name. Yeah. yeah. Princess. <laughs> Princess. I know it was weird. <laughs> Anyways, so when I was probably five or six, I got on my bike to go down to Petco and buy a dog because my parents wouldn't get me one. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I made it pretty darn far. I don't know. I need to call my mom and ask her really how far it was. But I was out of our neighborhood and I was like next to some apartment buildings and by a busy road. And I, I was there for a bit. And I remember I got to the point where I was like, I don't know how to get home now. Mm. Now I'm too far. I don't know how to get home. And mm-hmm. Petco's actually not this way. So I just stayed put. And I remember my mom frantically driving by in our car and throwing me in. And I could sense the angst. And my dad, all I remember is my dad grounding me, whatever that meant back then, and sending me to my room. I remember just being in my pajamas on my bunk bed and being in trouble. Mm. And I'd be curious now how long. I was really gone. I don't know. I need to call my mom and ask her, but yeah. it was it was long enough. And then the only other time I ran away, I was I was older and wiser. And so therefore I packed a few belongings in a bandana and tied it to the end of a stick. Ah uh, yes, as the older mm-hmm. and wiser children do. Yeah, by that point I think I had read boxcart children, so I knew how to do it. Yeah. You know, I knew how to it's do practically it. Right? The instruction manual yeah, for running probably, away. Yeah. Probably watched some like, you know, old movies like Lassie and <laughs> Homeward bound and <laughs> ran away that way. So, and oh, also no. once again, made it to the end of the road. It was like, that's a dumb idea. Mm. I want like, my, I, you know, I want food. <laughs> Go home. So those are the only two times I ran away. But all that to be said, I was not a very content child and I probably need to write an official apology to my mother for, <laughs> right, for running away and being as annoying as I was. Full disclosure, you and your mom have the sweetest relationship now. Well, now, so because we're adults. I think but... you got over the discontent. Well, it's probably, you know, repent. It's probably time to repent. <laughs> okay, now what about you? Did you, did, was your journey as successful or fruitful? Well, I threatened it probably more than once. Okay. But I only made good on it one time. Okay. How old were you? Five or six. Mm, interesting. We both ventured yeah. out at around the same age. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of the age where you start mm. to gain a little more independence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You start to realize you're not attached to your family at the hip. Mm-hmm. And you can make your own decisions, or at least you think you can. Right. Right. But I walked out the front door. I was mad about something. I don't know what. And I traveled one cul-de-sac south to mm. the Bova house. Now, it's kind of fun that now that I've been to your home What's, what am I trying to say? Your neighborhood? Your home neighborhood. My childhood. Your childhood home. Your yeah. childhood home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I've been to your childhood home, I can imagine you running away. And that's like the most idyllic neighborhood to run away in. It really was. Go have fun. That's like America. Go yeah. Yeah. Run away. No, no one batted an eye no, for it's a kid so darling. to just be walking around that neighborhood. No darling. one of it. So my mom happily said, goodbye. <laughs> Let me walk out the door. And and I went to this family's house that I didn't know very well. Oh. Um, I'm unsure why I even chose their house, but the Bovas were a family that had all boys. Okay. So maybe I thought I'd be a little more appreciated mm-hmm. at that house. Mm-hmm. And protected maybe. Mm. Oh, all these boys will protect oh, me. Oh, yes. I'm yes, sure that's yes. exactly what I yes. was thinking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the mom let me in and called my mom to tell her I was there. And she let me play with her boys who were my mm. age for a while. But during that phone call between Mrs. Bova and my mom, 
my mom told Mrs. Bova not to feed me. Ah. Very mm. specifically. She mm. said, do not feed Megan. Mm. And then Mrs. Bova replied, it was too late. <laughs> she already had a full meal. Yes. And then she also let my mom know that an older gentleman seemed to be following me and was waiting outside of their home. Mm. And at one point, I remember looking out of one of the upstairs bedroom windows and seeing my grandpa. Oh. Who was visiting from California, standing <laughs> in the street outside. That's funny. My grandpa had been mortified that my mom had let me just walk out the door. That's funny. And she showed zero concern. So he decided that he would stay a ways back and follow me. When I saw him outside, I knew the jig was up. It's time that for me to go home. Funny. <laughs> that was it. That's so crazy. Your grandpa followed you. That's cute. That's really cute. Well, my mom had a theory as to why he followed me because he traveled a ton for work when my mom was growing up and he wasn't around a lot. Honestly, he was really only home most weekends, if that. And so when my mom threatened to run away or actually did run away a couple of times when she was little, he wasn't there to see how my grandma handled it. And so my mom thinks he was a bit alarmed that my mom was handling it that mm, way, sure. not knowing that that's actually how she had been raised. Sure. Anyway, that it just, it was not what he was that's used to dealing with that kind of situation. So I that thought that was interesting, interesting too. Do you know what? Little tangent. I love some of these topics because I almost always call my parents and discuss the topics with them ahead mm, of time. That's cool. Just to hear different stories. Yeah. And it's so fun to get, yeah. oh, another side note. What? When I was talking to my parents over the weekend after our Zodiac episode had aired. Yes. Maybe it wasn't the weekend. Anyway, my mom said she could not stop laughing because I called the band the fifth generation. And it's the fifth dimension. And I said it. She goes, you said it like four or five times. And every time I kept yelling at you through the radio. Now it's. The fifth dimension. I can't believe. I one, t- I must have typed it wrong in the script. And then I said it wrong when we recorded. I'm so embarrassed. It's amazing. Megan, we are we are normal people. No, no. Oh, we are above average people who know everything. Barely yes. above average. No, That's anyway, hilarious. so I have to just make a public apology for cringingly calling the band the wrong name. Four or five or six times. Well, I think that shows a lot of integrity, Megan, because frankly, I bet not a single soul other than your mother caught that. <laughs> I told I my mom, I like, hope yeah, that was the fifth case. Fifth generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that band. Oh, well, yeah, you didn't yeah. correct me. No, I didn't. And we even looked we it up on Apple Music. It. I didn't I even notice. That's anyway, so funny. So, side note. That's hilarious. If you ever need a topic of conversation, any of our episode topics are great yeah. icebreakers. That's a great idea. Anyway. They will always... People love to go down memory lane and they love to talk about themselves. And so by asking your parents something, uh, you know, one of our podcast topics yeah. would actually be a really great opportunity to talk to your parents. That's yeah. a great idea. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Great idea. Um, so we asked our listeners to share their runaway stories and we were gifted with a treasure trove of responses. Um, the first submission says, I can't remember why I ran away, but when I was about seven, I ran away to my front yard and fell asleep under a tree. Then I went home for dinner. My mom didn't even know I was missing. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, not, that's not very adventurous. Ideal running mm. away. Just mm. go fall asleep under the tree. To the hammock. Wake up hungry. <laughs> Hi, mom. I'm home. <laughs> that was a really good jaunt. Jaunt down the road. It felt good. felt rested. It's pretty harmless. Yes. That's the type of runaway that I want. Sometimes my husband, I'll, we have a hammock under our playhouse. Sometimes he goes out there and does work. And I'm always like, man. Like, if I did that, like, I don't do that. No. I don't do that. I was going to say, what? Look at if you, you out there. That, would you I don't do even that? know what I would do. But, like, watching him out there in the hammock, it's like, are you running away from life? <laughs> like, going down to the hammock? Like, <laughs> no, he's a man. He's probably like, I'm just going to sit in the hammock. <laughs> I know, right? It's like in the middle. It's like two in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that looks so nice. This That runaway story. Ooh. You should do that. I challenge you. I should try it one, one day. Time. Yeah, like, one day when the weather gets nice. Yeah. Just go out there at two o'clock in the afternoon, lay yourself in the It hammock. would feel so unnatural. I think like I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. I think if you took some deep breaths and told yourself you had to stay there for at least ten minutes. <gasps> oh, torture. Ten <laughs> minutes. I bet you I bet you could do it. You might even find you appreciate it. 
Or at least maybe we need to build your tolerance up, you know, go out for Mm -hmm. two minutes and the next day go out for five minutes. Could I tell you what I would think? Because I just was like, why couldn't I do that? Because I'd be laying in the hammock and I would think to myself, a neighbor's going to see me here. And they're going to think I'm super lazy. That's exactly, which is so dumb. You have a fenced in yard. No one's going to see you laying in your hammock. Megan, I look through everyone's fences. Of course people look through mine. I always peek through the peepholes. That's why they're there. That's why there's holes in fences to peep right through. Got to see what's going on back there. All of your neighbors. Amanda just goes at night with her drill to drill peepholes in everyone's. Totally natural. I don't know. Where'd that come from? Not in the wood. Of course. Okay, this this next mission is so good. All right. Another listener left a note that their parents had saved. The note said... By the time you read this, I might be leaving. <laughs> you want to make it? Foreseeing the future. I might. <laughs> I might be leaving. If you want to see me again, I'll be at the first McDonald's that you see when you go right from our house. I love you. <laughs> I would love to get a note like this, frankly. <laughs> have fun on your adventure. I know right where to find you. I know you love me. Bye-bye. Have fun. Pick you up in 30 minutes. Yep, that sounds great. Go Do you have need some that. money? I know. Here's some Here's money. a five. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so fun. Oh, no. That'd be so fun. And I also like that her parents saved the note. Do you save your kids' notes? I do. Yeah. So do I. And I, my son actually wrote me the sweetest birthday card. Did I have you read oh, it? No. He sent me the sweetest birthday card and I scrolled it away. It said something like, um, Happy birthday, mom. I love you more than grandma loves you. And I love you oh. more than dad loves you. Oh. I love you the most of all. It was like really sweet. But he wrote it on like graph paper. Like, you know, the square <laughs> graph paper. <laughs> like cut out it. Like it's yeah. really, like, I'll post a picture because it, it was so cute. But I always save the notes because you yeah, just never same. know. We never know. We never know when you're going to need to read them and be reminded how much you love them. <laughs> <laughs> your kids are really ticking you off. Yeah, that's right. Go pull out their notes that's and right. remind yourself that you love your kids I too. I do. I do love them. <laughs> Somehow, some way. Oh. All right. Cute. Another listener says, basically, I was grumpy and had gotten in trouble for something, hence me being angry. I remember my stepdad was trying to make me laugh, and that just made me more angry. Mm-hmm. It would. Yeah, I mean, that's, don't, that's don't. very true. Yeah, I don't like stuff like that. Actually, I lie. Do you know what? When I'm angry, I love when I someone makes me laugh. My husband. Really? If I'm mad and he can make me laugh, it will diffuse the whole situation. Really? True. Well, I mean, make it, of course it will diffuse the situation, but then isn't it, isn't it irritating to be like, well, now I'm not mad. That's how I always feel. <laughs> mad. How dare you? I actually never feel that way. <laughs> it's because you're so much more mature than me. I'm like, no. don't you dare make me laugh. No, it's because I'm so much be... more immature. Yeah, All you right. have to do is make me laugh and I'm done. Yeah, right. I am done. My favorite quality about you is so funny. <laughs> All right. So, They go on to say, I left and ran to a friend's house. When my mom showed up, I told my friend to lie for me, but she didn't. So I had to go home and that was it. Megan, her friend was in the right. I'm sorry, dear listener. I know you want us to say that your friend should have stuck up for you, but no. In this podcast, we do not tell a lie, especially to our friend's mothers or parents. That would be terrifying. No, no, no. We don't do that. So it's a it's a talking to your kids. I actually am talking. We don't do that. I'm trying to convince myself. No, no. We don't lie (laughs) ever. (laughs) Never lie, Amanda. (laughs) No. This is also one of our few submissions where the parent actually followed the child to Mm. retrieve them. Mm. And if your kid threatened to run away, would you follow them or would you just let them walk right out and assume they'll be back in 20 minutes? What would you do, Amanda? Oh, it's going to be a case-by-case scenario, Megan. <laughs> we probably news, news, news announcers for a minute. And now we turn the time over to Megan. What do you think about that, Megan? Um, <laughs> if, if I sense that the kid needs to be reassured that they are loved. If it's the connection they're needing. If, it's, if they want the attention and they need to be seen and they need to feel loved, I'm going to watch them go down the road and get a little ways away. And I'm going to watch what tree they sit under. I'm going to give them, you know, approximately hmm, 67 seconds. And then I'm going to wander over there and I'm going to say, you know, you and I were both being turds back there. It's time to make amends <laughs> yeah. and come back together. And then we're going to hold hands and walk home and have a hot chocolate chip cookie together. I hope you skip down the road. <laughs> Slap each other's butts on the way. Get inside, son. Time to have a cookie. I mean, kumbaya. <laughs> oh, my word. Or 
depending on, you know, if only they're being the turd and not me, I will let them run away. I will let them run away and I will watch them. Uh-huh. Make sure they are safe mm, mm-hmm. and then watch them walk home. Sometimes you just need a little bit of distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you agree? What would you do different? No, that's true. I think that's fair. I could see one of my kids would be just fine. He would probably walk around the block a couple of times and that would be it. And I wouldn't be too worried. He's also very logical. So, you know, the gravity of the situation would set in after about two minutes with him. Yeah. But then uh, it just would depend on the kid because I also have other another son and another daughter who have a bit more of a dramatic flair and I feel like I would need to follow them. Yeah. Just to really kind of keep an eye on that situation. Do you think that your kids would go far? Because I can see your youngest mm-hmm. maybe going far. I mean not that she's gonna run away at three at four years old, but yeah. But well she had let let's be honest, she has but, not run away out of spite. Actually, she was mad because she wanted mm. to go up to the church to play in the gym and we hadn't taken her. And so one day, not under my watch, might I add, (laughs) she walked out the front door, walked up the block, crossed a very busy street. Well, Mm. not I don't I shouldn't say very busy, but it's pretty busy for our neighborhood. For a three year old, it's busy. Yeah, she crossed the street and went up to the church, and a neighbor up there found her and brought her home. Yeah, it wasn't far, but you have um, two kids. I could see wandering kind of far. I have two kids. Yeah. I could see wandering kind of far. Yeah. So those ones I I would keep an eye on no matter what. But I like you said case by case basis. Yes. Age and maturity and the situation, it just would depend. Yeah. But also, I would maybe follow all of my kids. Sure. Because not because I would be nervous about their safety or well-being, yes. but I would be nervous about a neighbor or someone in the neighborhood seeing them yeah. and saying, where are your parents? And me getting in trouble for neglecting my 100%. children, which actually yeah. sounds very selfish in hindsight but, as it comes out of my mouth. But I would be very concerned about that in this day and age that mm-hmm. I couldn't let my children have that kind of freedom, that autonomy to mm-hmm. have the experience that mm-hmm. we had growing up yeah. of running away. Sure. Even if it was for like 10 minutes or half a mile or whatever. Sure. Our kids can't have that because I would be so worried I'd get in trouble. Sure. Well, but maybe we're not giving the cops enough credit Mm. because you know what? I could see myself, a cop bringing my own kids home being like, Hey, found your kid. And I'd be like, well, I knew exactly where they were officer. I was letting him run away. I think they would understand. I don't know, but you, you can't, know, I don't think my neighbors would understand. Right, agreed. But agreed. I think the officer would be understanding because yeah. they have seen children actually. They have seen what it's really like. Right. I right. think they can. I think. What's the word, Megan? What's the um? Like I think, the juxtaposition. I think they can decipher. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the difference of scenarios. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I tell myself. I yeah, but also there's no guarantee what kind of a cop you would get like you might get a police officer who is very sympathetic or empathetic to that situation but then you might Mm -hmm. get one who isn't and you can't guarantee which one you'd get oh i don't know i don't know maybe just to be safe put a chip in their neck and just like know where they are before you run away can i just attach this apple air tag to the back (laughs) of your pants or like to your shoelaces come here give me a really long hug give give mama a hug Put a microchip in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, have fun. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's good. All right. This next submission was delightful. Okay, she says, I was the only girl with three brothers that really liked to push my buttons. So there were multiple occasions where I said I was running away. I'd pack a little bag and head out the door. Most times I made all the way to the corner of the street. And for reference, my house was the second house from the corner. But yeah, I tried multiple times. And I think I kept waiting for someone to run after me, but it never happened. So I just did the walk of shame up to my room every single time. Uh, Here we go. See, there's that mom. There's that mom who's like, I can see you, honey. Mm -hmm. I can see you. Mm -hmm. I also wonder what the average distance is for a typical runaway child. It feels like so far, but how far is it really? One block. I can tell you right now. Two houses. My kids, like, if I ask them to go to the end of the block, they're, like, beyond exhausted. Really? Oh, yeah. My kids could not make it very far. So that's why I don't worry that much about them running far. But who knows? That's funny. My kids love to run laps around our block. Your kids are good at that. They're 
They'd be gone. They would be really good at track. We should. I should have signed them up this next year. year. Next year, I should have signed no, them up. I for remember. You. We no. We had this conversation, and I said, respectfully, we are going to sit track season out this year mm-hmm. because we are overextended, mm-hmm. and I have zero regrets. Mm-hmm. Because just was it yesterday? You were telling me you were going to ta- or day before you were like, oh yeah, I'm taking my kids to track practice, and I remember thinking, I do not even feel like I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. So it, we made the right decision this mm-hmm. year. Next year, yeah, let's do it. So you're saying that next time you try to get me to run a race, if I say I respectfully sit out of this track season, you'll you'll let me have it. <laughs> you said race, and then you said season. So am I expected to let you sit out of a race or out of a season? What are we talking about? Can you be more season. specific? A season of a race. I can't decide. <laughs> Except remember at the beginning of this episode when I said. It's okay for you to not run a race. Megan, you and I both know you are not. You're trying to convince yourself, okay? You're over there going, is it okay? Can I sit out? You love it. I, do. I don't know how you I don't know how you love it so much. I just like to follow you. I just like to follow you. <laughs> the end. That's it. <laughs> okay. I don't know Where why. are we? Back All to right. the, back to the basics. Where are we? Okay. This submission was delightful. They say. One of my children ran away in our gated neighborhood and never left the gate. He hid behind a bush. The two things he took with him were a box of cereal and his scriptures. Oh, priorities. At least he knew he needed sustenance and Jesus. At least he knew. What a smart child. What a wise kiddo. Kids' brains are hilarious. Yeah. The things they think they'll need when on the road are windows into their cute little souls. It really is. Last week. My daughter came to me with a small suitcase packed, saying it was for her trip to Kansas City in June. Ah, I literally was thinking, (laughs) when are you going soon? No. She informed me she was putting it back in the suitcase closet so she could be ready for the trip. Wow. A typical mom move. Later in the day, I went to see exactly what she'd packed in case there were clothes or a swimsuit or something that we would need in the next two months. And inside the suitcase was her little journal Mm -hmm. and a pencil. Mm-hmm. A beanie baby cat. Mm. One of her favorite books titled Night Night San Diego. <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> and a kid's cookbook. And I asked her later about the cookbook. Ah. And she told me she packed the cookbook just in case we'd need some recipes for dinner. Yeah. Very good. That's so resourceful. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. But it was also just kind of hilarious like she didn't pack anything else that she thought she'd need for Kansas City that was it that's so funny that's That's so funny I like I like that she's thinking ahead though I think it really is just excitement if I even tell my kids we're going on a trip Mm -hmm. they are throwing stuff in a bag before I can even say yes in in next year you know yeah so usually I don't even tell them we're going on trips because I like to pack do you let them I don't let my kids I don't let my kids do you know I will let my boys lay Mm -hmm. out all their clothes that they want Mm -hmm. and then I will kind of go through and Mm -hmm replace a shirt Mm -hmm. for another shirt or you know I will edit as necessary but my boys do all of their packing like they bring me all the clothes swimsuits the underwear the socks all the things so very good and my girls can't because their dresser's too tall yeah very good so that makes sense that makes a lot of sense okay well this next listener says I was eight and fought with my older sister about something stupid I don't even remember what it was about my mom and aunt were on my sister's side it was probably my fault so in my frustration, I decided to run away by riding my, riding my bike around at 8 o'clock at night. I didn't take any clothes, but I did pack some cookies, <laughs> only the essentials for survival. There I was at night with my bike and my cookies thinking, they don't love me. And, there weren't, and they're not going to find me. After 10 minutes of biking, I noticed other people along the street were looking at me with a wonder as to what I was doing out so late on a school night, alone. Then I decided it was cold because, again, I didn't take any clothes. Oh, she, she's biking in the nude. I didn't put that together until right now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Just joking. They are not. That's so funny. I bet those neighbors were wondering. <laughs> Whoa. So I went back home. Needless to say, my mom didn't even notice I tried to run away. The night ended with me eating all the cookies I had packed in my bedroom alone. <laughs> did, did you, just, can you just imagine the kid yeah. eating their cookies on their bed in spite? Dude, a little, little squirrel. <laughs> a mad little squirrel. Oh, I'm so mad about my family. It's so good. So uh, I, I admire the bravery 
mm. of this listener, frankly, Why? because I would never, never go out into the world post-desk. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrifying. Megan, that's terrifying. So dramatic. When it's cold and dark, no Can way. go for a, like a midnight bike ride? It sounds delightful. On what planet? No way. You would do that? <laughs> yes. It would be fun. And plus, mm. it's nice in the summer. It's so nice and cool in the evening. You can hear all the crickets. Okay, but wait. Let's stop for a minute. Okay. If it's, if it's dark and warm outside. Uh-huh. It feels a little safer, but it's if it's dark and cold outside, doesn't it feel like a little bit more dangerous? No. Oh. I just I wouldn't it want does. it if it's cold. <laughs> Why? If it's know. cold, wouldn't the dangerous people also be inside because they don't want to be cold? Mm, I don't think that's how they think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just feels how more dangerous. dangerous people think. It just feels they like, like to be out in the cold. Like, yeah, I'm only gonna yeah. I'm only gonna get yeah. the people who are also out in the cold. Mm-hmm. It'll make them slower. <laughs> It'll slow them down. <laughs> their bodies are like like rubber bands. They can only go so fast in the cold. <laughs> oh no, here comes someone I can't even move. Oh no. I don't know. I just do not I just do not like I don't like dark cold. No, no, that scares. Like I don't even go get packages on my porch at night. It scares me to death. <laughs> really? I don't like it. No, that's funny. I'd like to think that I'm braver, but I'm really not. Hmm. It's just who I am. What about the walk from your back door to your garage at night? Yeah, I. Does that scare you? How many feet do you think that is? Twenty five. Not even. Not even. No, it's like fifteen. Okay, oh, I was gonna say fifty. <laughs> 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 No, I actually do have to amp myself up for that. Really? Yep, I do. It has to. Mm-hmm. It has been when we first moved into the house. It was very hard for me because mm-hmm. it's really dark, and there's yeah. like you know, it's it's dark back there. Yeah. Um, and my porch light doesn't reach that far. But now I've gone to the point where I just I will look straight ahead, mm-hmm. make sure there's no one there, and then I will look to the right, no one's there, and then I usually just like as confidently Run. as I can. Walk into the house, oh, but I will sh- I will slam the door shut behind me. Yeah, but I've just always told myself if I see someone, I'm gonna like get crazy. So <laughs> I don't know, but no. I wonder what that looks. Well, like. Well, your backyard is the same yeah. as mine. Does well, that I was give about you to say, Yeah, it's the same. I run up the my deck stairs. Right? Yes, because I have to go up the deck to get into our, our yeah. kitchen from our garage. Yeah, and I do not care for it. I don't like it. I don't at like all. it either. It's scary. And then we have a dark alleyway that we pull into. Sure. And so that also makes me nervous. When I park the car, I will close the... This is probably not smart, but in my head, it makes me feel better. Sometimes I will close the garage door before I get out of my car. And then I'll open my car door and I'll like... I do the same. Pull. I don't is that know. not smart? No, because then I feel like if there is someone in there... There's only one way out as opposed to the garage door still being open and there are like multiple points of exit. Does that make sense? I've never thought that through. I know. I have, but I still close the garage door. I don't know why. It just makes I do me that feel better. Too. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we both have pretty creepy garage we do. to house situations for people who like I I still like when I turn the bathroom light off, we'll run to my bedroom mm-hmm. in the dark because I'm like jumping. Oh, it's spooky, man. <laughs> it is. A so town. there we go. Have I, you ever thought about getting lights down your driveway? Because now that I think about it, your driveway is that spooky. Well, but it's shared with one, two, three other families, three other homes. I bet you could get them to go on, Maybe on even like four. one or two lampposts. Hmm, I, I think know. that'd be really interesting. I, wonder I could probably knows. put a light in the back. Just oh, in the, the sure. big landing pad area. Sure. But anyway, it's a it's a tricky little alley situation, but the things we work up in our minds. I know. Funny. Wow, we really kind of went off on a we, tangent. Yeah. Uh but the runaway stories did have me thinking, Amanda, okay. what if one day mm-hmm. when the kids are having that kind of day, or maybe mm-hmm. uh the parents are having that kind of day, mm-hmm. what if the mom or dad threatened the kids to run away from home? Like what if we just packed our bags and walked to the front yeah. door and said, I'm running away. Yeah. I quit. Yeah. I don't know. Walk around the block a couple times, hide mm. under the backyard trampoline. <gasps> like, what I would, would love to come home and see you under your trampoline. <laughs> I just be like, leave me alone. <laughs> just 
sitting there with a box of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I would love to that see actually that. actually sounds really nice. It does. Uh, you'll be in your hammock. I'll be under yeah. the trampoline and yeah. our sweet husbands yeah. will come home. <laughs> like, what is happening? Don't talk to me. <laughs> oh. But what would the kids do? It would scare my kids. Do you I think, think it would traumatize them? I think it would. I don't think it would traumatize but I think it would scare them. I think they'd really? be like, one, and I only know this because like one time, maybe twice, I've cried in front of my kids and it scares like them. Like real cried. Yeah. Like mm. you guys are relentless and then I'll start crying and they, oh. and that scares them. So I think if I were to like have a tantrum and be like, I'm leaving, I think it would scare them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would your kids do? They'd probably laugh. They'd probably they would laugh. Joke. Yeah. We are, we're so goofy and we tell so many jokes and just <laughs> we mess around with each other. We joke all the time about abandoning each no. other. But <laughs> <laughs> I really do think, I think they would see right through it. Mm. They'd be like, oh, mom's just doing one of her yeah. reels or jokes. That's funny. We should try it. They'd probably be like, Amanda, where are you? <sighs> You're pranking us again. <laughs> we should try it this week. Let's try it. Let's make a reel about it and see how it goes. I, I'm genuinely curious. I have mm. no idea. Your kids and my kids? Yeah. Let's yeah. try it. Let's see what happens. We should also do it and like see what our husbands do. We need to recreate the scene from, from Home Alone where he's like, oh, I'm running away. I remember in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like stopping up and down. Stopping up and down. And the yeah. mom's just like, We both okay. have really great stairs for that. We True. True. Yeah. That's a, mm. okay. Good. Okay. Wow. That's a good goal for this week. Yeah. Try yeah. and run away. <laughs> yeah. So it's run the marathon and then run away. So I want to come back to my bed. I'll come back when the kids are in bed. That's what I'll do. Sneak back in. <laughs> my window's open since you, you won't stay on the whole night. Since just you, go back uh, in the morning. Drop my window out. <gasps> I keep meaning to ask you about that window. <sighs> so Megan, when we were filming the bonjour reel, um, so the window is so old. That it was kind of loose anyways, but it's a really old wood pane window. And you so didn't tell me it was loose. I didn't know it was that loose. <laughs> but when she rolled down the window, the window fell out of the It box. fell out. It the fell whole, out. The yeah. whole window. Yeah. Oh, and it was it awful. And me, Amanda it, was at the bottom yeah. where the window was falling, as was your young, or not your youngest. My, yeah. yeah. Your four, three-year-old. And there's a lot of workers. It was actually yeah, a miracle was, that like, no one got Really stressful. I felt like I was watching everything in slow motion. Same. It, like, it, it fell in slow motion because I also yeah. was like, here it comes. It's going to shatter. <laughs> and it didn't. That was the miracle. No. It, it didn't even get damaged. It was, it a, just, yeah, the corner of the window pane fell in the dirt. On the dirt. And then it just like. Fell over. Usually lopped down onto yeah. the side of the, of the but sidewalk it was like, and nothing yeah, broke and no. you were fine and the child was Everyone fine. Everyone was fine. And I just laughed like an idiot. It was crazy. It was so awful. It, it was, was so awful. It was crazy. I realized walking away from that, that that's how I deal with really scary things. <gasps> I laugh. I laugh. Because I walked away thinking, all I did was I stood there and laughed. That like, was it wasn't crazy. even funny. It was so it was, traumatic. It was really funny. But anyways, it's like a heavy window. Yeah. And it's totally fine. But what was the point? Oh, yeah. The point is that if I run away, I'll just climb back in my window because it's not in yet we've been since when it snowed the next day there was like snow coming in and we're like well oh it's well, not in no because we're scared to put it back in because you're so high freezing cold it is freezing. it's been so cold these last few nights but i don't want to put it back in we're not professionals what if it falls you, out again and actually breaks you have actual construction workers in your house that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> i just never thought it was what? their problem i was like in oh my world. problem my window my problem you know i'll figure it out don't worry but don't worry I have a window to climb I'm back actually into. very worried about you right now. Anyways, it's time to put the baby to bed. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Please take a minute to rate, review, comment, leave us some feedback or love. We'll take whatever you have for us because we love you and appreciate you. Be a friend to everyone. Bye. Bye.